Welcome back to Real Kipper and Born minus Kipper at a Gunning. I don't even know what our show is when you're here. I don't know. Real Gunning. Sure. Anyway, we give it a try. Um, Jim Betting and Born. Jim Betting and Born. We are now joined by Peter Baugh uh, of the Athletic Colorado Avalanche beat writer. Peter, thanks for joining us. How are things in Colorado today? Hey, things are things are well. Thanks for having me. I'm just sitting in downtown Denver outside. It's a lovely day, so all good here. As beautiful a city as there is in the U.S. I absolutely love Denver. Um, we appreciate you joining us today. Uh, as you sit there, uh, you must be preparing for the Avalanche to clinch a series against St. Louis, possibly, and move on to the conference finals. Uh, what are your thoughts on where the Avalanche are at right now? Pretty good spot heading into Game 5. Yeah, I mean, I think if you ask the Avalanche going into this series, they could be up 3-1 heading into a Game 5 at home. They'd probably take that in a heartbeat and it's uh yeah i mean especially at five on five they've just they've kind of they've been the better team this series and someone asked me why the other day i did a st louis radio segment and i i kind of i was like i wasn't trying to be a smart alec but i think at the end of the day it just comes down to the fact that they have better players and like (laughs) sometimes it is that simple (laughs) yeah like they they've had a really good year with a lot of guys who have emerged they kind of went all in at the deadline picked up a lot of supplementary players who have, have helped them these playoffs and it looks like it'll probably get them to the third round but the fourth game isn't easy to win so we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah I mean that's always the thing is closing out a series it's one of the hardest things to do and you know whatever effort you got from the team to take a 3-1 lead you're, you're probably going to see a little bit more uh, obviously with us being here in Toronto uh, Nazem Kadri a name very very familiar to, to everyone here we all knew the second the the Kadri trade was made here there was hope there was belief hey maybe Barry works out you know uh, maybe Kerfoot is the guy but we all knew the Leafs were losing a really good player in Nazem Kadri I don't know that there that we saw him getting to this level. What have you guys made of his play this year? And again, like a very talented player, but I don't know that any of us saw him having the contract year that he did this year. I mean, yeah, he's been unbelievable. And if you look just in these playoffs, this Blues team has like their forwards are very good. And you have guys like Ryan O'Reilly, who while the McKinnon line has maybe been a little better than the O'Reilly line for the Blues, it's been pretty even and they've kind of neutralized some of the abs top guys and that's where you really need your secondary scoring and that's exactly what Kadri has provided not just this series but all year I mean career high in points I think he had what 80 87 mm-hmm. and he was on pace to get to 100 points but he got uh he got hurt uh late in the year um so he's it was a pretty impressive season and I'm sure uh we'll probably make him some money this offseason yeah, he should do okay, um, I, I imagine, yeah. after that one. You know, looking at this Colorado team, I mean, things are kind of lining up uh, nicely. Edmonton has a lead in their series, and I would say that's a maybe a more gettable team with their defense. So how are, how is Colorado positioned with injuries? I know they lost uh, Sammy Gerrard. Seems like I think he, he's going to be out for the entire postseason. Um, uh, otherwise, though, the, the team looks healthy and, and poised for a pretty good run. Totally. Yeah. I mean, so Gerard broke his sternum, which sounds just so like Atrocious. one of the most painful things. Yes. Yeah. I, I cannot imagine. I got like that. poked there the uh, other day and it <laughs> killed. I can only imagine it getting Ooh. snapped. Yeah. Yeah. So they are, other than him, uh, they're healthy, at least to the point where everyone is available. I don't know. Obviously, a lot of these guys are banged up this time of year. You see a lot of maintenance days here and there. Uh, but. Everyone is available tonight except Samuel Gerard. So the rest of the decor then will see uh, Jack Johnson, I imagine, slot in. Is that is that correct? 
Yeah, that's what they did last game. I'd expect that would be the same this game. I think if he struggles or if someone else gets hurt, there are a few other options with um, Ryan Murray, um, who was playing actually, I thought he was playing really good hockey towards the end of the year. Um, but then he, unfortunately for him, took a puck, it looked like, to the hand or the arm and had a fracture um, and has kind of been out. Or, well, he's bad. he's healthy now, but by the time he got healthy, uh, he, he would kind of been supplanted in the lineup. So, But he's an option, and then they've got um, the minor league season is winding up, but I'm sure if they needed to have some extra defensive depth, they could bring up someone from, from down there. Yeah, sticking sticking on the D, you know, part of when I was looking a couple of years ago at this Colorado team, and we all are saying, okay, this is going to be a juggernaut. This is going to be a problem for a while. You see what Makar is. Obviously, you see the forwards up front. But then they land the fourth overall pick in the draft, and it's Bowen Byram, and he has had brutal injury luck for the start of his, his NHL career. He picks up a couple assists in the last win. How, how has he been playing, and how is he kind of acclimatizing himself to the NHL in the playoffs uh, so far? Yeah, he's been good. He, uh, it's, I mean, it's really a shame with it. I wrote a long article earlier this year, if anyone wants to read it on The Athletic, about just kind of the battle he's had with these concussions. And he had two or three, and three concussions in his first calendar year as an NHL player, and that's just brutal. And some of the recovery wasn't always linear. Um, he came back a few times and then wasn't, wasn't necessarily having concussion symptoms, but it still wasn't right, so he'd take some more time off, and it was – it was just a, a bit of a brutal situation. He um, honestly, early this year before he got, so he had two concussions in the 2021, like truncated season. And then he went into this year feeling great. And honestly, the first part of the year, I was like, wow, this guy is going to contend for the Calder. And he probably would have, but kind of his season got derailed by a concussion. And then he's, he's been back. He got back the last few weeks of the regular season. And since then has been kind of steadily, improving his game now you're going to see a lot more of him with Samuel Gerrard out he's going to be uh have some responsibility on the second power play unit um he might even have to like penalty kill if uh probably not but he he did a little bit in the game Gerrard got hurt because Manson took a penalty so they were down to to I guess four available D and he was he was out there for the penalty kill and did okay so you'll see a lot more of him and he's definitely looking like Obviously, you're not going to get a Kale McCarr defenseman at every number four pick, but this guy looks like someone who, if he's healthy, is going to have a really good, really long NHL career. Peter, a real strong subplot of that series has been the uh, Caudry running into Bennington and, uh, you know, hate speech after that being directed his way. Craig Berube's no comment, you know, Caudry commenting on, you know, not appreciating that. What effect has that subplot had on this series? Yeah, and I, I should add that uh, Berube did this uh, this morning. He came out and, and gave, had a statement before media availability. Okay. Of he didn't realize, he said he wasn't on social media, didn't realize the racist nature of some of the things that were being said, and then came out and had a had a statement. So, I, But I, I just wanted to throw that out for context. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a really testy series. I think you've seen these teams really um, – especially after that and the Gerard play, I don't think that there's a lot of love between these two teams. Um, it's, I don't know. I I've talked, I I'm curious what you guys think, but I, I talked to a lot of, cause obviously all the avalanche players, coaches, fans, all that were like, it was a hockey player's gun for the puck and all the blues fans, players, coaches were like, he was trying to injure someone in talking to more like national people and people removed. The sense I've gotten is that it was a fine play and that it was, that he was, more going for the puck and that's kind of what I saw 
Um, and it, it just was a really unfortunate result. And yeah, obviously the, the messages he got and, and all of that are terrible and hugely inappropriate yeah. and concerning. And the avalanche had to have extra security and things like that. And that's, I mean, it's a game of hockey. It's not what we should be doing here. And it's, it's right. that was pretty upsetting. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my, my whole view on it. The blues clearly, um, I mean, Shen looks like he wanted to fight him early in the game. Kadri kind of shrugged that off, didn't want to fight. Perron went after him. And the thing is that Jared Bednar talked about, the, the coach, was that, like, when Perron, if you remember, he kind of gives Perron a little shove, then Buchnevich cross-checks him to the ice, then Kadri starts to get up, and Perron kind of jumps on top of him. And Bednar talked about how he was really happy just with how Kadri reacted to that, of, like, he didn't get into it with either of them other than the initial shove of Perron, he kind of just like kept his head down and was like, we're going to take the penalty and or like, you guys are going to go to the penalty box. We'll get a power play and we'll do what we can with it. And they ended up scoring just after the power play ex- expired while the blues were still kind of getting set. And that ended up being technically the game winning goal. Yeah. In, in terms of the Kadri Bennington play there, I actually thought a guy who uh, I'm just going to say, we, you and Kipper have on this show from time to time, Brian Lawton did a great breakdown of it in terms of the way his skates were positioned. And it's not a guy lunging to attack. It's a guy lunging uh, to, to, to get the puck there, you know, in terms of, in terms of the Perron play or well, the Perron plays, there was the one he got dinged for. Yeah. There was the flying elbow that I don't think garnered anything at all. I, to be perfectly honest, I am a bit of a caveman. I think you got to kill somebody to get suspended in the playoffs but i am astonished that it was a flying elbow and okay we'll just kind of lump that in as part of the other fine he's gonna get i was astonished there wasn't maybe not a hearing but just more talk about that that elbow play because man that's that is dangerous dangerous if he connects yeah if you make contact there that's i think we're probably talking about a suspension but we've seen i mean look the nhl has kind of shown that for better or worse i don't maybe love this philosophy but like you saw in the St. Louis, Minnesota series with Spurgeon bringing his stick down on Bujnevich's Achilles. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't get hurt, so they didn't yeah. suspend him. If Bujnevich is out for the series, I would assume Jared Spurgeon, as good a reputation as he has, is probably getting suspended. If David Perron makes contact with Kadri and Kadri leaves the game, he's probably getting suspended. Um, so it's, I think that's probably why that didn't garner as much. But, yeah, it was definitely a – I did not think uh, – that response necessarily helped the Blues, considering Kadri yep. ended up scoring essentially on the five-on-three. It was technically after it ended, but and that was the Blues scored three goals, and that was the Avs' fourth goal. So yeah, the uh, the last guy I want to get your take on here is just uh, Kale McCarr. Uh, you know, right now we're watching Connor McDavid take over a series. I thought McCarr has had moments where he has done that for for the Avalanche. Um, in your estimation, has he has he been that guy that they've needed him to be this series? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say he hasn't been with kind of where they're situated in the series. I do think he – McCarr was a little – I don't want to say – I guess I would say a little off the first two games of the series. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't at his best, and I think that was apparent in both just, like, the lack of – I mean, it's funny. You look at, like, game two, I was like, wow, McCarr, like, really didn't have a good game. He's still, like, expected <laughs> goals were still better for the abs when he was on the ice, still generated more shots when he was on the ice. Like, all the – he still was a productive player, but I do think that you've seen the last two games, him kind of refine that group where he is about as dynamic of a player, maybe aside from McDavid as there is in the NHL. Um, he's generating a lot of shots. There are these moments where he'll just like 
you can see him kind of just like pick where he wants to be on the ice and he'll just get there. And it's, it's nuts. He's, he's a, he's a heck of a player and it's pretty, pretty fun watching him on a daily basis. And now that he's found his legs, especially, it seems like um, he's kind of going to be in a good spot for the rest of the series. For sure. Well, we appreciate all of your insight. Enjoy the rest of the series and uh, hopefully you, you know, you, you enjoy Alberta in the next round looking pretty likely. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, they've got to win another game, so we'll see. All right, all right. Thanks a lot, Peter. We appreciate it. All right, take care. Peter Baugh, Avalanche beat writer for The Athletic. A lot of good hockey players on that Avalanche team. There are a ton. And yeah. on it, like, I, like, we talk about them all the time, so we don't need to. It does feel like Kale McCarr. We, like, had our moment with him. We had our summer fling yeah. when he scored the, uh, was it the OT winner when he just cooked Kirby Doc way back when. And it yeah. feels like now... We almost like went, we refound our level with him. We're like, yeah, he's great. And I need him to have the McDavid S playoffs before we yeah. can get back to gushing about him. Cause man, I, so many. I mean, a guy we didn't even mention there, his partner, Devontae's, like, man, what a pickup that was. Yeah. Couple second rounders for that guy. Norris man. trophy votes coming for him, too. Again, like we always talk about the high end on that team. Yeah. Top to bottom, they are loaded. They are really loaded. Um, you know, I, I can't help but think of their next opponent. Just be like, God, they'd be massive favorites. Like well, St. So Louis look at a team who could upset them, but boy. Well, so here's the thing, and I don't I don't disagree with you. I think you're right about this. How weird is it to say, man, they hope it's McDavid they get next round? I actually think you're right. No, like I like, like the type the of case, team that yeah. would beat Colorado is like you think about a more physical I would say a knock on uh, Colorado is not unlike the Leafs. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're a particularly tough team. You look at their bottom six. Bodes well for how they played against the Blues, though, right? Like for sure. That's the knock on them. For sure it does. I just think that they're not big in the bottom half of their mm-hmm. forward group. And, you know, against the, the Oilers, I think they would have a little bit of space to do the things they do. Uh, Nathan McKinnon's a horse. You know, it takes some strong people to contain him, and the Blues have done okay with that. I, you know, it'd be a tough task for an Oilers team. Well, I, I th- again, and, you know, I've, I was and not this year, but in years past when it was, okay, it's going to be Boston or it's going to be Tampa for the Leafs. It's like Tampa's the better team, but I thought the Leafs had a better chance against them because, yeah. and again, Tampa now is a different, they've, they've kind of changed who they are a little bit. They're a much pluckier grinder team on top of having all the high-end skill but when tampa was just kind of that track meet team i think to this year's panthers team and obviously the way the second round series has gone it makes it a much easier thing to say but it's not even close who the leafs would have had an easier time with in a playoff right. series go score seven goals a night against the panthers is far far easier than scoring three against tampa and yeah. holding them to two yeah you're right that tampa uh, team that lost in 2019 was like the best offensive team mm-hmm. just like colorado this year but not nearly as well-rounded so now pain. Let's do leaf okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah, bring it in, McKee. Uh, <laughs> make, so if make me cry. If we're talking pain, who should Leaf fans be more rooting for more Hyman or Kadri? Uh boy. <sighs> I you know, there's a lot of love. Like Naz feels like I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of love here for Kadri. There is, uh, there is there if he was still here there would be people who were anti-Nas. But now that he is gone and you only see the good and you yeah. do not have the headache of the bad, he has a universal 1,000% approval rating in this market. One of those Leafs uh, L's that McKee always talks about is looking at some of the guys who aren't here anymore and how like beloved the playing style they had. Mm-hmm. Like Nas being one, Hyman obviously plays a gritty game they love. Connor Brown, oh yeah, you know, really that type of guy too. I mean, they... I love Connor. And here's the the thing I'll say about Connor Brown is, 
and there's like a million guys here now. I don't, I genuinely don't know if anyone ever loved being a Toronto Maple Leaf more than Brown. Like they, they would show all these, like, uh, this wasn't the Amazon series, but this was the road to the winter classic. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they're showing his parents are standing there waiting to meet up with him after a game. And it's like a Tuesday against the wings and, like his mom's like, what's wrong? And his dad's like, well, they lost. And it's like he just <laughs> took it so hard. Yeah. It's like it just he always felt like that. And now they got, you know, a million local boys. And I, I actually really like the point you and Kipper were getting to about that of maybe too many. But, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, I love, love Connor. Brown. You know where Connor Brown is a golf member? I do not. St. George's. Hmm. Wow. Canadian Open host That's coming right. up here in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Um, so one thing to add, if you have I any love that questions. Yeah. Yeah. Any, by, the, any, by the way, it's Naz. It's Naz. Naz is the one they miss yeah. most? Yeah, and that's the one I think most would probably well, be and cheering the other, for. Because it's less fresh. And the other part of it, too, is that Hyman felt like it had to happen. There was no world where you were going to come sure. to a contract number, whereas we all, and I'm sure we'll do it many, many more times, we can all live in the world where that cadre trade didn't happen because it didn't have to. Right. Well, everyone said it had to happen. Because he did a dumb thing in the playoff. Oh, you gotta trade this controllable center who plays a gritty I, yeah. game, who scores. I didn't and... think you had to trade him. Yeah, so, but, but that was the I number one. It. I understood. What uh, I, I was the still, stupidest thing ever. I I don't disagree with what you're saying that it was a terrible trade. It has not worked out well. I still firmly believe that he, and I know he got suspended the next year. So I know that's a big knock against this argument. But I don't believe he's this guy in Toronto. The, I don't even think it's the pressure, but it's just, it's so much louder here. It just is. And the fact that he can just go and play hockey in Colorado and be a second line center. And I know he was the third line guy here when he, when he left, but it's just, that to me is just another, and look, it's a career year of career years. He's never going to have a year like this again. He's a great player, but it's just, again, it's just when the noise is here, it's just harder. The best take on this, I think, uh, came from Kipper, which was that, he doesn't think Naz does what he does in those postseason series. If they have other guys. If they have other guys who do those sort of things. And he means Kyle wrong. Clifford. He yep. means Wayne Simmons. He means, you know, they, they didn't have. He's not addressing wrong. A he, he got traded because he, he cared about being a Leaf too much. That's why he got traded. You're not wrong. That's he exactly got, he what got, him, Patrick Marlowe got crossed by, uh, I was going to say Louis DeBrusque. That would have been a wild <laughs> storyline. But he got, he got cross-checked by Jake DeBrusque. And Naz was like, I just love this team so much i have to defend him and cross check him in the throat it's not the best move i uh, i remember the exact establishment i was at watching that game <laughs> and the takes were flying yeah. uh, both about debrusque and Kadri. It but was it's a fired it's, up night it's interesting to look back on that trade the cadre one because what was the the calgary one well that it wasn't it brody it was brody and somebody else yeah, I think it's a never, huge I've ask, never, wasn't it? I have never heard the full on what I, it there, there actually was. Another, there was a forward. Watowski was that a forward? Is no, that a man that a existed? No, he was Luke I, Definitely a D sounds man. like a person who played in the Western Hockey League. I guess there, there was I'm a sure. guy. There was a forward that they had. Jankowski is that yeah, a guy? Did he, play, did he play yep. for the Flames? Yeah, maybe yep. him. And they had it was that was the trade him and Brody for. And it's I think Brody has a pretty high approval rating in Toronto. Oh yeah, I think it'd be pretty interesting to see what the perception of him would be. Way worse if he had been traded for Kadri. I don't think he would be given the same leeway he's given now as a guy that I think pretty well loved. It would be interesting to hear this conversation if you don't lose the trade so badly. Yep. Oh, just, (laughs) you know, like, let's say they get back, which you should get back for what Naz is. Let's say they get back what you should. It's just, I will say this. I am, you you guys know, much more than Kipper. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I am willing to defend Kyle Dubas. I am a I've heard tale. I am a Dubas guy, right? I like a lot of his moves. The the team's very good. Like it. This one is like so rough because the two pieces he gets back for Naz are the exact knocks on on Dubas. It's yes. like, oh, you you wanted a puck skilly yeah. puck moving guy <laughs> who can't defend, and a uh, you know a skilly good skater who's a lower you know, a small lower depth guy. You know, yes. a small depth guy is not. So this may be a bigger conversation we can have here, but I think it's maybe who he was at that point when he made that trade. Naz or Kyle? Kyle. Yeah. There's no so way I agree he makes with where you're going with this. Today. I because, agree. Because I think he's changes too and about like, what works too. We can talk about the leading score at the IHFF or championships over wherever it is in Finland, and it's Dennis Mulligan. So this gives <laughs> us a good leading opportunity. Score in the world <laughs> yes. Yeah, this, the return for Mason Marchman. Um, I don't I think, think there's who has more points this week. There, there's just there's <laughs> there's no world he makes that trade. And obviously with hindsight, like yeah. not talking hindsight here. With the way he thinks about things now and the way he Seeing builds his bottom Simmons six and Clifford and, and built, I think it would be, I, it's a heartbreaking trade because of the time it was made because of the way he sort of looked at the bottom six of his lineup at that point. No? He wanted it to be that everyone could score and contribute and yada, yada. And so this is, we were actually onto this point a little bit before about yeah. my changing belief about mm, how yes. teams can be successful. And the one thing that, you know, I got a text today from a buddy who's like, I'm hearing too many people say that the Leafs should fill in their missing places with the guys in the Marlies because that's Nick right. Robertson and Abrazisi and, um, you know, smaller skilled yeah. forwards, which I think was the Dubas of old. But, like, I, I really have come to this place where I feel like the NHL is still hockey. It's never totally going is. in a direction where it's going to be all run and gun all the time because you'll run into someone who will smash your face in and those people tend to make – Guys, pull up in the corners a little bit. By the way, uh, that brings me to Willie Nylander, who there's a high, uh, highlight video on Twitter. Someone put it on there. I, I apologize. Ball at the double Just IHF. Mashing people like four solid body checks and a, checks and a, and a back check where he takes the puck from someone. I'm I'm right there with you. And it, it was Antoinetta. Antoinetta. Thank you, you very go. much for uh, sharing that at, clip of Willie. At MNM fan. 76. And so by the way, it's peak Willie for if you're not a Willie guy to be like, yeah, he's running Latvia's show. Like, shocker. Yeah, of course, of course, of I, course he is. I'm I'm with you because I have had a similar kind of evolution. Here's the thing about Kyle Dubas. Do you know who he would love to have in his lineup or at least able to be penciled in there for not April, but September and October is a Matthew Nyes. Like, we talk about all the prospects, and that's the thing that he gives you that's different. And it's just, you are a 1,000% right. If they make that cadre trade today... It is not for two small, skilly guys because, no. and I am, I, again, I think that sometimes we go the other way and we say, well, who cares if they can play? Just make sure they can run around. No, you need guys who can play, yeah. but you need guys with some heft. You need guys who, again, like it's so easy to say, cause he had two goals in game seven. You need some Nick Pauls. Like I think I'm pretty sure it was your show that I heard this on. Oh, this, this we're the Nick Paul this, show. This show that we he, are real Nick Paul and more. He <laughs> led the league in puck battles one yeah. per sixty or something along those lines sure. when they got when he got picked up by Tampa at the deadline. And there is nothing wrong with having talented, skilled. Look, and again, I man, I sound like Kipper now. I know. Mitch Marner, small, skilled guy. You know what he does? He competes. He wins battles. He, he goes and gets it. But you need guys who are like that, who have that mindset, who are also six foot two, 225. You just, you do need some size. You do. And I have, I have come around on this as well. And if a Dumbo like me, 
can figure that out. <laughs> I imagine the GM of the Leafs is is evolving in a similar manner. The, the other day I said Sammy wouldn't even really answer it, but you know the Leafs were a goal short of moving on in the first round, and Matthew oh, Nice didn't join them. Do you, do you think Matthew Nice one goal? Make it, could you have made a one goal difference in the series? I there there are <laughs> seven hundred thousand things that could have happened that were one goal difference. A guy who everyone says is a top I don't know ten prospect in hockey or however you want to look at it. Yeah, I think he might have made just just, just a, goal. a little crack of difference. But hey, I hope he's having a time with the Golden Gophers <laughs> next year. It's gonna be fun. It's a winner, bad name, Golden winner Gophers. in Minnesota. So, love the Golden Gophers. I, I just don't like that. I love the logo, love the colors. Just yeah. don't necessarily love the name. No, you're right. Um, it's not the most so, intimidating of animal men. So I got sent this, like, HF Boards, basically, article. Oh, yes. About a trade proposal. And usually they're just so far in left field that they're just, like, it's not even honestly worth the time. This is, like, my anti-sweet spot. Whatever the, it's my sour spot <laughs> is random trades. Okay. Carry on. But this is one that's relevant to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And you're talking about size. Yeah. So... This was sent to me by my good buddy Keegan. He was no way he's listening. He okay. hates he hates sports radio, so he would not be listening. <laughs> but, I hate sports radio and make hot HF boards. Trades. He he just thinks it's it's, he thinks it's boring. It's, it's a great it's question. A, it's been a it's been a touch touchy point. Let's not, let's not let's not sewer let's our not get, industry while we're doing our let's job. Let's not get bogged Keegan, down. In we that. love you. Bad take. Yeah. So okay, Willie Nylander is involved in this trade. Timothy Lilligren is involved in this trade. Oh boy, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> First round pick in 2024 is involved in this trade. Oh my God. Okay. So I, I hate this. I hate this. Coming back from the formerly Phoenix Coyotes, Arizona Coyotes. Mm. Chikrin. Jacob Chikrin. Yeah. Lawson Krause and their third overall and their third round pick to get your some depth for this year. They have a here's, million picks. Here's what I said to you before the show when you told me you were going to bring this up on air. <laughs> What? I hate this stuff. I hate it. Here's I love it. it. No, this is sports radio. This this is, is, people listening are horned up by oh, this. For <laughs> sure. I will say some of my favorite moments of doing sports radio is give me your trades. And Here's why I hate it. People need it. Here's why I hate it. These are very involved conversations if you want to <laughs> do it seriously. Like to figure out the, the cap hits and the balancing. This works. Friend, cap friendly. I'm it works. Sure it, does. it does. Hey. And to little, but to look at, you know, who's coming for prospects and how does this affect? Okay, how does Kreis, Kraus bump who in the lineup? Chickren, what does that do to the decor? What it, like there's so many moving parts looking at Arizona and their direction to just be like, well, I hate it or I love it. It's impossible. You need days to make sense of this okay. stuff. You're too, you're too measured. Okay, having, you're too measured. Having, having said all that. <laughs> Imagine how thick and girthy the Leafs would look with lots of Krause and Chikrin in there. Like, come on, come on. I I, I say no. At very, like, at absolute very first blush, like, you must make a decision right now in the next millisecond. I say no. Because I don't... Because of Bill. Yeah. I Look, here's the thing, man. Like, it's so immensely frustrating. But we always do this thing, especially with a defenseman. And I, I'm not saying he's not. We're all just like, okay, yeah, uh, Chikrin's good, and you're going to love him, and you're never going to yeah. be upset by the effort, or you're never going to – and the contract's great, all that stuff. But we always just assume – and again, with defensemen, it is so much easier to just go, well, yeah, I'll fit. He's a D. I'll fit in and figure it out. <laughs> yeah. But And that's why I say no. Nylander's special. and it's When it's, he's going, he's going, right? When he is going, he's going. <laughs> and when he's not, he's Nylander. But it's just – I gotta I say, still say no. The Chikrin contract being four point six is nice. Uh, Kraus makes one point five, 
which is also nice. Uh, he's an RFA, so you control him. What are you going to give That's him? That's nice. Yeah. You know, like, they're, they're, you like other things about that, so sure. He's big. Nick yeah. Paul type. Yes. Yeah, no, there, there is a ton to like about so, the return, for sure. Listen, I am incredibly pissed off about that Sweden video. <laughs> so, so hot about Nylander throwing body checks. I, so Thanks I got for ju- watching. <laughs> I got Nylander created in the lab. I got to make a, you mad. I got to juxtapose. Listen, I've you know me. I have come to grips you with have. what William Nylander is. Well, over, until you see that video. Fully. I even I even came on the air and kind of defended the play where he got roasted, where he pulled up in the corner. I even sort of defended that on air with Kipper, and he was so mad at me. That, that is the bravest thing I've ever heard in my life, by the way, defending that to but Kipper. Yeah. To put those two videos beside each other <laughs> I is, like, trade them. That's, like, I'm now almost like, I can't, but I you, can't watch this. Can I, I you say know the funda- fundamental difference is one is take a hit, one is throw a hit. Willie's willing to throw well, a hit. Well, the other one when, is... When, like, when's he throwing a hit? No, he one's doesn't. One's Victor Hedman, and one is... Some guy on Latvia is another part of this Victor's as well. Hedman's? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, is yeah. Ted Nolan still coaching that team? He better be. I don't know. It just, it really infuriated me. And I hate to be that guy. And it, listen, I, I'm, I know I'm Joe and Maple right now. I'm Joe and Etobicoke being like, oh, Willie plays soft, blah, blah, blah. But to see him going out there against an inferior opponent and being like, I can throw my weight around. Maybe you could just try it against an NHL team. Just try it. Just try it. Maybe you like it. Anyways, I'm done. Willie, I'm done. Just, no, I'm just pissed Will, off. Yeah, Willie has lost. You, you can't you can't deny some of what Willie For is. Sure. You know, that's a part of the element is that frustration. That's the reason why I, I make seven million. Yeah, and not seventeen. Yeah, I don't know, exactly. whatever. Eleven. You know, it's that. I that don't want to make you look at the cap again. I know how upset you got with our fake trades. <laughs> yeah, well, it does, <laughs> it, there's just so many moving parts. You know, what's Lilligren, what are you moving on from? How does that affect your your you know your right side going forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's just a lot there. You're too you're too measured. No, here's the other <laughs> thing though. Yeah, see, I'm not. I'm but I'm out on this because Lilligren and Geo, that's a pair, man. Oh. They they were. Yeah, great eight, great fourth pair. <laughs> Good press box <laughs> pair. Anyways, um, I got another question for you about the offseason. We also have to do wish list if we want. Well, yeah, we this want is to. part of it. Okay. What is the highest pick? Or the most amount of money you would pair to get rid of Peter Morazic? Love that question. That is a great question. Thank you. Um, so all of the money you're taking Morazic, all the money. If you're taking all the Morazic money, how high of a pick are you willing to? Go? I guess the conversation is: Are you willing to do a fourth? You're not yes. giving up a third. You are. I would do a fourth thousand proof to take all the money, percent. but there's no third? way someone would do it. Yes. Second. Okay. Maybe not. You know, here's the thing. You better, you better, because it's it is. If you do the buyout, it's a million on the cap this year, and that, or it's a one eight. It's one eight four this year. It'd be year. much better just retain. No, right? no, I don't, I don't disagree. But the point I'm making in that is, if you're making the trade with the idea of okay, we're gonna give up a second to get out of ever, you better have a really good answer for what the three point two or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever he's sitting at is. Like, I have no problem with that, but it can't be too. Parse and parcel a little bit here, a little bit there. There has to be, it is, and again, I. it can be any of these things. It is, we are bringing Mikheyev back at a number that is going to be a little higher than we'd like. It's going to be, here is the here is the new second it's line center. It's just going to be Jack's money. And I guess that's it, right? It's you just, know, it's just Jack's just money Jack now. Money. And then you say, here, Jack, here's uh, Peter's money on top of the old money you made. And also, How? Eric Schalgren's going to make 800 and off we go. I, 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 I don't know what the other options are. Mm. Are we sure that that's 
the move? No. No. Okay, definitely cool. not. Because I'm definitely not. not. I, I don't not I don't know there. how I feel about Campbell going forward. I would love to have him for one year. That'd be great. But, but what if you never give happen. him four times five and Ugh. you decide he's not a number one halfway through next season? We're doing Peter Mrazek and it's a lot more than a second rounder. Yeah, well, and that's just the end of the run then. Like if you got to do it again, like the yep. window is starts to close. By the way, I just before we carry on, I'm on Arizona's page because of all this. <laughs> next year, they have their first round oh, pick, so which good. is what? They have, they have three second, first round picks next year. Yeah, next year, they have their pick, Carolina's pick, and Colorado's pick all in the first round. Then they have their pick, the Islanders pick, the Flyers pick, and the Sharks pick in the second round. Seven picks. The, the Leafs have three total. That's how you That's how you build. That's Yeah, we'll see, but this is like Ottawa has built and then they sell everyone before they're yeah, good. Well, listen, Arizona pay these guys. And Listen, if you're doing it right, yeah. you tank you tank out by trading your, taking on money, I guess, or just trading for their assets. Money by they have been willing college. to yeah. do that this yeah. year. and yeah, Yeah. But like... You know, I always say that when you strip a team down uh, entirely and lose intentionally, Mm -hmm. we just haven't seen enough teams turn it around and have success for me to say it works. The only time it does almost almost ever is if you hit on the absolute and not a good not a good player but it's not just the first pick it can't be any first pick like look at the rangers and lafreniere right crosby you need mcdavid mcdavid matthews yeah but yeah and matthews even then like the oilers this is as far as they've ever been yeah. since McDavid has been there. You know, you've seen Buffalo tear it down, can't get back. Uh, Devils have struggled. The one thing Red I will, Wings have struggled. Kings finally kind of coming around. The one thing I'll say about the Oats, and this is like, a, I'm half kidding, but it's true, is that they're not going to get in trouble paying people. Like, the where the Oilers have run into missteps there is big contract that did not work out. Now you have to work around it. Now you have a much shorter cap to work with. The Coyotes are not going to blow their brains out to give somebody a huge deal, almost whoever it is. So I think that's the thing that, yes, you still have to hit, mm-hmm. but they're not going to have all this, uh, you know what, now's the time we make a big splash in free agency. Not going to happen. No. <laughs> Agreed. So, yeah, I think Mrazek's the number one priority. Mraz- the, Mraz- yeah, to, that, to that's like that. it has to happen. That's it not has like, to happen. Imagine... That they just say, well, we don't want to give up any assets or whatever. So we believe that this guy can turn it around. He please had an injury laden no. year. Please. We believe he can. Please no. I mean, he can't be your starter, but like, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not advocating for this, but I'm really not convinced. Like, I'm convinced there is absolutely a world that he is poking around as backup when, when camp starts up next year. I do think, again, it's because of this front office, and I am a big, big supporter of them, but they do have a tendency to talk themselves into the rosiest possible outcome of a situation. And for me, it's really easy to sit there. And again, I don't believe this, but it is easy to sit there and go, that was as bad as he's ever been in his entire life. If he's hurt, we can put him on LTIR. And if he's not, there's no way he's that bad again. I am not advocating for that, but I don't think we should all sit here going, well, we won't have to deal with Peter next year. I'm not so sure about that. I'm really not. I think you make a good point. Uh, Thank you. It's right. It's true. But it's I And again, I don't I want to be right happen. that we said that he played his last game as a Leaf. Like, when was that? After he pulled his groin for the 10th time this March. year? Yeah. <laughs> it really was March at some yeah. point. So do you remember the other day when I told you that McDavid was uh, plus 430 to get a point? Mm-hmm. Um the Flames right now are the same amount to win the series. Down three to one. <laughs> Would you take the Flames at plus 450 to win this series? If it was in this plus 700 range. Yeah. I think that's a too short a number. I think they... I do too. They think, I think they think they may be coming back. Well, well I, so I... The reason I checked is because I can see it. 
there's a world to me where, okay, they're back in Calgary. I think they're the superior team. Markstrom's a goalie. Mike they, Smith is lurking. Yeah. You know, you, you, <laughs> he let one in from his own end, the other yeah. end. Yeah. You get a W, and all of a sudden it's like you get that belief a little bit, and the better team starts to roll. Like, I don't think they're out of it by any stretch, but – Plus 450. Yeah, that's it. It's just yeah, McKee nailed it. You need to be in the 650, 700 number there to feel good. It's just, it's too hard to think you're going to not have the one game. Like, all that has to happen is the thing we talked about for the entire start of the show is that Connor McDavid is Connor McDavid yeah. for one game. One more and time. And it doesn't matter. So, the other series on that same betting front is Colorado St. Louis. St. Louis down uh, as well. Yep. They are plus, would you like to guess? Mm. I'd say plus 550. Six plus seventeen hundred. What one seven zero zero to come back and win this mm. series? That is a monster discrepancy. Monster number plus four fifty to plus seventeen hundred. That's how much of a long shot. Do they hate Huso that much? Like <laughs> well, I don't know. Honestly, who's, like I, that's I, a relevant question. Got to be it. Like I mean, look, he's been bad. He has been. He has. And been. we talked about maybe him being on the lease next year. Honestly, there was shots. You know, I sat there with Kepper before show yesterday watching the the highlights, and I was like, you imagine if Campbell gave let that one oh, in? He man. was, you know. He, I, I <laughs> would be keep if I was uh, one Nazem Kadri tonight. I would be keeping my head up. Yeah, you think so? If this game, I guess if you're St. Louis, don't you have to go? We can't worry but, about that but, guy anymore. We gotta go win a hockey it, game. If, if it, it gets, gets stretched, three, one way or another. Yeah, if, if things get a little out of hand, which I could see it happening, like the Blues kind of, they're. They're kind of on the end here. Yeah. You know, the, the, to, to like me, Peter Ball said, they have get it next way year. better players. Yeah. You know? I, know. <laughs> I, I did love that assessment. Uh, well, Gunner, thank you very much for joining fun. us. It was fun, fun to be back. Next time I talk to you, I hope it's on the first tee somewhere. So do I. Uh, our thanks to Shayna Goldman, who uh, joined us, talk some Rangers, to Ryan Leslie, a little chit chat on the Flames, and Peter Bra- Ball on the Colorado Avalanche. Um, you know, let's see tonight if we can get another series locked up. Looking forward to it. Let's see it. And yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with Nick Kiprios on Real Kipper and Born.